0: We all get angry, but did you know your anger is likely a sign of something deeper? In this episode, I'm going to go through some of my own examples to demonstrate this in real time, walk you through the self-talk process I use to help me feel at peace while I validate my emotions so I can identify what my needs are from the situation at hand and move forward in a way that values and honors those needs, yes even whenever I'm feeling extremely angry. If you're a female entrepreneur who wants to break free from the pressure and experience peace and alignment to live that life you've always envisioned, then this is the show for you. I'm your host, Jamie Milam. All my life, I've been self-reliant with a figure-it-out mentality, starting with being on my own at the age of 15, overcoming drug addiction when I learned I'd become a mom at 19, and rebuilding my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote to now running the three businesses I've built. So I'm no stranger to pressure. My figured out mentality created systems that helped, but I still found myself headed to burnout. I learned to listen to myself and apply the most powerful tool I had, my own self-awareness. So I shifted to incorporate my true self and align my strategies accordingly. And now I apply this practice to every area of my life. I'm on a mission to help you develop a practice of self-awareness, to learn to value yourself so you can honor those parts of you in your daily activities and finally live that life you're determined to have. This is Determined AF. Welcome back to another episode of Determined AF. I'm your host, Jamie Milam, and today we're going to talk a bit about anger and how we can navigate through it peacefully. I know it sounds bizarre, but trust me. I'm bringing this up today because I recognized this transformation in myself recently from an experience that I had and and I think that it's important to demonstrate how your self awareness can be your go-to tool to handle this more effectively and peacefully. I mean we all experience anger, so I'm hoping this will help you too. Now, as I was thinking about anger and this transformation, I was reminded of Brene Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart, where she defines over 80 different emotions and experiences. It's a pretty cool little coffee table book, too, if you ask me. It's a nice, slick, black cover. It's pretty cool. Anyway, go pick yourself up a copy. Check it out. But according to her research, she defines anger as An emotion that we feel when something gets in the way of a desired outcome or when we believe there's a violation of the way things should be. Now, Brene points out that anger often masks other emotions that are harder for us to name or more difficult for us to own. Think about that for a moment. Think about that and I'm confident you'll find that it's true. She has this great image in the book that illustrates that behind anger, what you might really be feeling is one of 19 other emotions such as fear, frustration, confusion, hurt, rejection, and shame. Anger is just what is presented on the surface. So think back to some of the experiences that you've had this year so far when you felt angry. I'm sure there's been a couple, okay? I can certainly think of some for myself. And in fact, I'm going to go through a few of those examples so that I can show you and illustrate how this happens and the emotions that might be sitting behind your anger. So to start with, when, when my son got a speeding ticket for going twice the posted speed limit, I was angry. Absolutely. But underneath that, I was so, so scared. I was scared for his safety and I was scared for what it'd mean for his future. I was also frustrated and confused as to why he'd behave this way when I know I've taught him about consequences. I felt pressure to strategize a plan to turn this characteristic around for him. And I felt shame for feeling like I hadn't done enough to teach him correctly. But it first felt like anger. Another time this year that I was angry was when I had to rearrange my client meetings in order to take him to work after I had taken his car away from said speeding tickets. And this anger, it showed up and presented itself in my tone that I projected onto him. When really, underneath... I felt it was unfair that this is all now on me as a single parent throughout the week. I felt frustrated that this was the answer that supported me doing the hard thing of taking his car away, which is an inconvenience. I felt helpless, not knowing if he would ever learn. I I felt isolated, not wanting to share my frustration for fear of it publicly shaming him. And I felt pressure to do the right parenting thing and still not knowing if it's even the right decision and pressure to serve my clients and to please them. But it first presented itself as anger. I I feel angry when I'm lied to. Even more so when it's to my face. Even if I can put myself in another person's shoes and understand why they felt that lying was the only answer, I feel sad that I am not trusted to handle the truth. So I I recognize I have other feelings behind that anger. I feel rejected that you won't open up fully and be honest with me. It scares me to think of the risks that I'd take to forgive you, just to potentially face it all over again down the road. I feel embarrassed that I didn't recognize the lie, maybe when it was happening or when it was being said and in the moment or to my face. I feel confused how you could express that you care for me or that you trust me, yet you still lie to me. I feel disrespected. But first, I'm angry. When I think of of these emotions, right? When I think of how there's all of these other feelings that could be lying underneath your anger, I immediately see how your ability of self-awareness plays such an important role in navigating through this emotional state. Too often, I think that we rush through these motions of that initial surface feeling, you know, in this case, anger, to immediately communicating or trying to find a resolution, which tends to either create further friction or it doesn't ever actually address the underlying emotion. Rushing through rather than getting curious first, avoids our opportunity to truly connect. Or maybe you choose to avoid the conversation and collaboration altogether, which isn't giving yourself the opportunity to value and honor your emotions. Now I can imagine some of you out there thinking, well, even if I were to communicate it, it'd just be a bigger issue. It would just cause more friction. So it's just to it's just best to move on. And hear me when I say, I can completely relate to that thinking. But I have said since post-divorce that I now believe that it's this avoidance of these little things that creates these bigger implosions, right? They cause these bigger issues because we don't ever address the root issue. So I recently faced a situation where I was lied to and oh boy, did it make me mad. And just like any other time that I'm mad, I know that I am also hurt. I felt betrayed. I felt confused because of the specifics involved with this particular lie. I felt torn because I recognized that there was a reason for it to not be disclosed. And the only way that I would truly be able to prove that I knew it was a lie if I decided to confront it was to disclose something about myself that I knew could potentially be damaging or backfiring. So yeah, I considered ignoring it. That voice that told me that I understood where the lie was coming from and if I were in the same position, maybe I would have considered it too was the same voice that was telling me to ignore it. But I had to dig deeper. I had to ask myself, would there be longer term damage for a short term avoidance of discomfort? Would I be able to continue to show up as myself the way that I had been? And the answer was no. Integrity is very important to me. Grace is very important to me. Communication is important to me. Having the skill to be aware enough to know that there are these other emotions behind my anger, that allowed me to avoid flying off the handle. Identifying and acknowledging the other emotions allowed me to validate them. Immediately comforting myself because I'm not dismissing them or telling myself that my emotions and my needs are less important than the potential argument or the potential loss that could ensue. Checking in with myself to ask what I needed in that moment helped me identify that I still needed more time to process rather than approach it while it was still so fresh, this anger, while I was still so at the surface of this anger. So that's what I did, I took time. But I didn't ignore it to the point where I I was going to avoid it. I decided to wait, right? I waited until the next day after my work priorities to carve out time for myself to sit and to get curious about the parts that was hurt and confused and the parts that needed answers. So again, I didn't ignore it day over day, right? I just checked in with myself. Okay, I need more time to process. I'm going to approach this. I'm going to focus the best that I can on my work priorities tomorrow. And then afterwards, I'm going to carve out some time to think about what I need a little bit more before I potentially address this with this person, okay? And, and that's what I did. I carved out the time. I journaled my thoughts. I identified my past experiences that it reminded me of that, you know, a lie just enhances the feeling that I have now, right? Those experiences that I've had in the past, that's enhancing my anger. I wrote down my fears. I listed my questions. I acknowledged the parts that I understood but was still hurt by. Because just because I understand why someone may do what they do doesn't mean that I can't still feel The way I do. My feelings are valid simply because I am feeling them in that moment. You guys, there are typically underlying past experiences that we are reminded of subconsciously when we feel this surface trigger. And it's important to identify them. It gives us perspective into ourselves to be able to isolate those past experiences from the actual thing presenting itself in front of us today. And we can also not only acknowledge what it reminds us of, but we can share that with the other person. If the person that we're communicating with is someone close to us that would benefit from knowing that part of us so that they can better understand what makes us the way that we are why this is affecting us the way that it is. Brene has a quote in her book, and it, and it reads this, Anger is a catalyst. Holding on to it will make us exhausted and sick. Internalizing anger will take away our joy and our spirit. Externalizing anger will make us less effective in our attempts to create change and to forge connection. It's an emotion that we need to transform into something life-giving. Courage, love, change, compassion, and justice. Whew. How beautifully articulated is that? And so true. The more time that passed without confronting this lie, and even though it wasn't long, the sicker I felt physically, the less focused I could be on other tasks the snappier I was at those around me and the less energy that I felt to do anything productive. It was like my brain was fixated on this, you know? I wasn't getting anywhere. Y'all, those are the signs that our body is giving us that this thing, this trigger, this behavior, this lie, it is out of alignment with our needs, our desires, our values. Ignoring those signs is ignoring you. Listening to them, though, exploring them, addressing them, and then communicating them. That is you valuing you. Now, what this process might sound like to ourselves, this is somewhat of a self-talk, okay? I'm going to talk you through, I'm going to just demonstrate for you what that self-talk looks like when I start to experience that anger and how I bring myself down from that place and start to feel at peace with my emotions and what it is that I need in order to be able to move forward in that moment and then in the moments beyond that, okay? So this is going to sound like a dialogue and it is. It's a dialogue that I'm having with myself, okay? And it goes like this. I am feeling, I'm feeling angry. I feel betrayed. I am so confused and hurt. I'm scared of what this means going forward. And yeah, it makes sense that I'm feeling this way. This lie, it cuts deep and I don't deserve this treatment. And even though my higher self understands why this lie was given, It still reminds me of being lied to so many times in my past. I recognize that this person who's lied to me today is not that person who lied to me over and over. It's not the same situation, but I am still allowed to feel hurt because this opens up a deeper wound for me. And the story that I'm telling myself is that maybe this means that I've been blind to it all along. Or maybe I'll never be able to trust this person again. And that makes me feel foolish and sad and scared and lonely. But I know myself well enough to know that I can confront this and get the answers that I deserve. And I trust myself enough to dig deep until I feel clear on how I want to move forward. And I trust myself to know to ask for more time until I find that clarity If I'm not feeling it in the moment, even if I'm in that conversation, I will give myself more time. I will ask for that. I deserve that. In a perfect world, what would I like to communicate with this person? Well, I'd like to communicate what my feelings are and and be able to share how hurt I am by these actions and I want to feel heard. Even though I understand the position they were in, I still want my feelings to be heard. And in a perfect world, They won't be defensive. They'll own it. And I'll learn more about the situation from a deeper perspective, from their perspective. What I need right now is I need time to sort through my feelings and gather my thoughts to share those thoughts. I need to gather them first. Yeah, I need to really think this through. And I need to identify what questions I'm going to ask. And I'm going to figure out what it is that I need to hear or to know from them before I can decide to move forward in a positive direction, and and I'm gonna be once I've identified that I'm gonna be looking for those proactive responses. I'm not gonna prompt them from this person. I need to hear it from them proactively, and and, and that that's that's what would help me decide to move forward positively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel at peace for, with this, at least for tonight. And I'm going to carve out time tomorrow. I need to focus in the morning. I've got work priorities. I'm going to carve out time tomorrow after those priorities to sit with this and journal on this before asking for a time to talk. Mm-hmm. I still need some time tonight to process through all of this. You see, that is how that dialogue goes for me. Sometimes I'm asking myself, "It's what do I need right now? Okay, yeah. I Right now, I need time to... I need time to process this tonight. I, I don't know. It's it's too hard to see, right? What this self-dialogue is not. It is not shaming. It's not this spiral because what happens, what can happen is you might say to yourself like, "Oh, I totally understand why they lied." It sucks. It sucks. I probably would have done the same if I were in their position. So I'm just going to avoid this. Like, not that big of a deal. Like, why are you feeling this way? You you, you know why they lied about it. So why are you so upset? Get over it. Right? It's not that big of a deal. That That is shaming yourself. That is shoving down those emotions. It is not validating them. It's not giving yourself the opportunity to honor it. And you're going to feel more triggered the next time because not only... Are they not going to value it? They're not even going to know about it. But also, it's going to be compounded by the fact that you're not going to be able to trust yourself to value it. Okay? So it's very clear difference of making sure that we slow down enough. Because until we can slow down enough to understand where this is coming from, we're not going to be able to effectively communicate it. And yes, it takes another skill set of healthy communication to even approach another person with this effectively. But this practice of awareness is what gives you the ability to slow down with your thoughts, recognize the underlying triggers, get curious about the other person's perspective without assuming you know their reasoning and without coming in with these preemptive expectations of how they should respond. You can identify how you would, what you need to hear but don't expect that they're going to respond exactly the way that you want them to. And and you can get curious, right? You need to identify what it is that you need them to know about you and what will make you feel at peace to move forward. That's your work, okay? And, and you might be repeating this process even while you're in communication with them. Because I have put this practice into place so long now, I am now really confident in my ability to show up in communication in a healthy way. Again, something that keeps coming up for me whenever I talk about communication with people is something that my former marriage counselor had stated and and it sticks with me all the time. It's effective communication is being true to yourself and honest with others without throwing blame or shame and it is so true. It is so true. I statements come in a really good spot here. I statements, talking about facts on what you feel and not pointing the finger. Now you can't control how the other person will respond or react and it's not your responsibility. It's theirs. It's up to you to decide if the way that they respond is in alignment with your needs. Someone with the ability to receive and reciprocate with a healthy communication style That is a good sign. And listen, I am not saying that there aren't master manipulators out there that will fool us every time. But for the most part, I'd like to assume that we aren't in regular relationship with them, hopefully. See, when you utilize this tool that you have within you to address things that make you angry so you can understand where it's coming from, You'll find peace so much faster in the process. You'll be so in tuned with yourself that you'll trust being able to communicate on your end and be able to observe how you're feeling when they are responding or reacting. You'll be able to notice if you're feeling tense with their answers or if you're open and starting to feel at ease. Trusting your intuition enough to slow down to explore and value your emotions in the first place gives you the ability to also trust your intuition enough to make a determination for the direction you want to go to move forward. No one else can make that decision for you. When you are that tapped in to what you need you won't need the validation of anyone else's opinion to affirm if your decision was the correct one or not. When you choose to value those parts of you that are hurt or frustrated or confused and you seek clarity and answers, you will move out of those negative feelings so much faster. You won't prolong them. You won't stay in that torturous space even longer with your head just you know, so focused on this negative and spiraling down that road. You will know that you deserve peace sooner than later and you'll confidently take the steps to receive that. So engage with your inner voice so you can move from those places of anger and experience peace as you navigate a resolution because I know that when you are determined to put this practice of self-awareness into place, that is exactly what you will feel. You will start to experience peace no matter the challenge or the emotion that you are feeling behind your anger.